and welcome to Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we go see a new movie and then process our feelings in real time for you, the listener. And listener, let me tell you, if you've ever wanted to hear your dear Hot Takes boys get choked up on a podcast, who boy, have you probably come to the right <laughs> place today because, well, I'm Jack Kolodzewski. I'm Robert Anderson. I'm joined by Robert Anderson, Hello. as always. Uh, and we just saw a movie, Robbie. What did we go see? Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, oh, man. This is, this is going to be a... Hmm. It's our movie to talk about because it's like, you know, art housey, emotional. It's very emotional. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was very emotional walking out of that theater. Yeah. Uh, and I... We walked out of that theater like probably 15 minutes ago. And I am... Still, I am still definitely mid processing right now. Yeah. Um, what did you, What did you think of a uh, portrait of a lady on fire, Robbie? Uh, oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I didn't have as much emotional uh, resonance with it. Perhaps okay. it didn't. Sure. I didn't feel choked up really. I definitely felt for the characters. I I, I felt for what they were going through. Um, right. So you know, don't you know. Don't Spoiler. don't let me don't let my lack of tears the, sway anyone's emotional response or my own. But. As always, it's uh, spoiler free in the first yes. segment of hot takes, and then we will get into specifics, story specifics after the quick break. Tells you why. Um, yeah, I. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's it's certainly, you know, uh, it's the first big indie flick uh, over here. Um, of 2020, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's making well, a splash. It's already, it's it's great. You it's know? technically a 2019 movie, I think, but uh, 2020 is when we were able to get our grubby movie loving hands on it over here. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it's playing a story screen right now. That's where we watched it, and that's where it we're recording. And that's why screen. we're able to walk right out of that theater, still raw, and record our our hottest takes. Yeah, uh, directed by Celine Sciamma. Okay. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. These are all... It's a French film. It is a French film, movie. Produced by... Or released by Neon. Mm-hmm. Not an A24 joint. No. Uh, and then uh, it's starring... Boy, Robbie. This is really not our, our wheelhouse anyway. But uh, I'm going to do my best. Uh, I'm guessing Naomi? Naomi? Let me see. Naomi? Merlin? Um... So for the listener, it's N O E with a little dash on top, M I E. We're so uncultured. I know. We're so not French. Naomi. And then uh, Adele Hainel. Okay. Probably. I'm sorry. Sorry to everyone. Sorry to all our, well, our French ca- listeners well, in particular. You know, we'll, we'll do their character names. Um. Yes, Marianne and Heloise. There we go. Uh, respectively. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I love this movie too, man. It's great. I mean, there's this nothing. Is, uh, there's nothing not to fucking like about it. I'll yeah, tell you that right no, now. it yeah. is. Uh, it is beautiful. Everything that I heard about this movie going in, I found to be true. Uh, it yeah. is beautiful. It is poetic. <clears throat> it is so emotional. Um, I really, I don't think it was until like, kind of right at the end that it really got me. Uh, and it got me emotionally. Oh yeah, yeah, it got me. Um, yeah. I feel it. I mean, I think the movie, I think the way the movie gets thrown around or, like, talked about is that, you know, it's it's this queer romance um, that is a slow burn. Yes. I feel like the, that's, like, those that's like the, the pitch of the thing. Um, and I feel like the slow burn movie is, like, sometimes that means, like, the movie's not interesting till the end. 
Hmm. Uh, I don't feel that way about this movie. I think this movie is is a slow burn. For sure. But it's like very it's very consistently engaging and interesting and and uh you're almost on the on the edge of your seat just seeing like these people become closer, these characters do they make a kiss? We don't know. And then uh some of the other characters you get introduced introduced to are, are really great as well. Um but it's a tiny cast, it's a very intimate movie. And intimate uh, I think is probably yeah. the best if you had to describe this this movie in one word, that mm-hmm. would be the one I'd choose. But uh, yeah, you know, it's a film that revolves around uh, art, and uh, it was great. <laughs> that's that's all there is to it. It's great. It's art, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. There um, is not a single. I really, there is not a single thing I don't like about it. I, to be quite honest with you, like it's like no, it's like no, it's yeah. like one of those movies where it's like I don't know if there's such a thing as a perfect movie, but I mean. I've been seeing the M word get thrown around for this one. Mooster piece. Mooster piece. Yeah. Monster cheese piece. Monster cheese piece. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm inclined. To, it's hard to say if something's a masterpiece. Twenty minutes after you've walked out of yeah, the theater. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it takes um, a little bit more time to figure that one. I'm out. not about to argue with no. that assessment. Um, yeah. As far as the slow burnness of this movie goes, yes, definitely. Um, it definitely takes its time. Um, but I think that really allows the intimacy to develop at a pace that lends it so much more gravity yeah. towards the end. I think it really it lets you exist in a place um, and really see something develop between these two two characters. And I think because of of the the almost quiet sort of nature of this movie, um, the patient nature of this movie, um, and so much also that the stakes that it sets up as well really lends everything that's happening so much weight, especially by the end. And I think that's what that's how, how it really hit me in the end is all of those things kind of coming to a head uh, without getting into specifics. Yeah. Uh, but it really did... I think this one's going to stick with me. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's it's hard for me to think of, like, a movie that could kind of top it in terms of, like, craft and emotional weight. Yeah. In the next, like, coming months. For sure. For me. You know, it's like, I don't really know what could be better than this. Yeah. You know? And the craft is really undeniable. I mean, the two leads are phenomenal. Yeah. They are, they really are something else. Yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed with, like, you know, there's not a ton of... Uh, there, music is used very interesting in the... F- very, very few. You can count on one hand the amount of times music is actually yeah, used. Yeah, you're not going to get a Mondo vinyl of this no, one. No, <laughs> and, it's, and it's always diegetic as well. Yeah, and that's um, that's always very cool. Um, And, yeah, I, I think, for, you know, for me, one of the more impressive parts is, uh, like the art that happens in, uh, it's probably not real time, but made to, to feel like it's happening in real time. I think it's like very, uh, I've, I've never really seen that in a movie before. Like the film revolves around, you know, a character who needs to paint a portrait of another one. Right. The very basic premise of the movie is it, it, it involves two women, Mm -hmm. one of whom is, oh, and by the way, it takes place in 1770. Also important to note. Yes. Um, one woman is uh, betrothed to a man who she's never met before uh, by arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's got to send a pic. 
she got sent. She got sent a pick, right? Uh, but yeah. 1770s, you can't just snap one. No. So she needs to be painted. She does not want to be painted because she does not want to be given away to this man. So the other character comes in. Um, that's Marianne, and needs to paint Heloise. Heloise is uh is the other woman's name. Yeah, Heloise is hard to paint. Which is She's hard. She doesn't yeah. want to be painted. She doesn't want to be painted. She doesn't want any part of this marriage. It's all in the trailer, so it's, no, it's not a yeah. spoiler. Nope. Just basic uh, basic premise of yeah. the movie. You'd get that uh, if you read the IMDb description. Right. Um, but yeah, it, the art, yeah. The, yeah. like There, well, the there is that, real, like, some real-time painting going on. Yeah, like the way like some of the pieces in the film develop or how they change and things that we see later and like how... There's a lot of different like pillars of art happening. Like obviously, like music and sound is like, you know, talked about as high art. We have moments of storytelling from books, and that's like another piece of like high art. And then we have actual like painting and drawing. So like, there's a lot of you know, actual art happening on screen in like the metacontextual way of just yeah. like seeing everything else kind of happening. So it's a film that's very much about like love and art and the way that love kind of is. Uh, it can be communicated through art in right. different ways. I think that's that's probably the m- movie's strongest uh, thing about it, you know? Yeah, and I think the way that all those things are layered together yeah. is really done very expertly. Yeah. Um, and the way, yeah, the way as as this this portrait is being made, the relationship develops between these two characters is really mm-hmm. is really something. Um, and every, I mean, it's artistic also in the way that like every scene in this movie is so beautifully composed and shot. Yeah. Like it really is. It's, it's one of those movies where every, every scene is a painting really. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm really still processing this one. (laughs) It's not always easy to do this on the microphone. (laughs) No, especially with films like this where they're, um, yeah, I feel like it's it's easier to talk about your your superhero flick or your or your Disney movie because uh, well, they're not cinema, of course. They're not. They're like roller coasters. Uh, this one, they, this one is. Let me tell you, some cinema ass cinema. Yeah, Martin Scorsese would eat his hat. This is what Marty's talking about. <laughs> um, but you know, there's not much to like compare it to. You have to kind of really judge it on its own. You know. Yeah, I think if I had to draw an immediate comparison as far as. Not necessarily the tone, but for me, the feeling. Yeah. Um, the closest I could probably say of recent note is Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I for, would say that's a similar. For, for similar themes that are going on in that movie and, and similar, I think, emotional notes that that movie hits. Yeah. They're both like slow burn, you know. Romance. Uh, romance. Um, I think I actually prefer Portia William Fire to Call Me By Your Name, but it's also very soon after. Yeah. I think that they're it's it's kind of unfair to compare them because they're very very yeah. different movies, but it is uh, kind of just from the emotional weight of them. I think hits similar places, yeah, similar scales for sure. Um, but it is yeah, it's a shame that we couldn't see it in 2019 because it was definitely unlike anything else that I saw in 2019. Right. Um, this would have been a a high contender from my list last well, year. It'll just be a high contender for this one. Very well, yeah. could be. We'll see. I think I think so. Um, do you have any uh, any other spoiler free thoughts, Robbie? 
Uh, not really. I mean, you know, we could go in circles, but just talking about how well it's put together. Yeah, I think you know? I think when we can speak specifically sure. to the things that we think are really well done, that will be a probably more interesting conversation. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I again, I really like the movie. I I think anyone should see it. I don't think don't let the don't let the slow burn kind of uh, word about it uh, deter you. I think there's there's a ton to be interested in beat to beat moment to moment of the film. Sure. Um, you just got to pay attention. And it's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, for know? sure. I mean, and you know, that's, that is a movie going experience that may not be for everybody. Fair but enough. I think this movie is, is really, really impeccably well made. And yeah. worth seeing for sure. I Definitely agree. worth seeing in a theater. Yeah, also. I'm glad I got to see it on the big screen. Um, Cause I think sometimes the slow burn nature at home, you can, you, will give way to distractions. Uh, yeah. And it's good to see this one, I think, without distractions. So I agree. Cool. Well, we are going to take a very quick break, and we will be right back, and we will get into some spoilers. Spoilies. Back, Robbie. Hey. Time to keep processing. Keep on. Let's see where the band is. What do you got, do you got for me? For spoilies? <coughs> um, I'm glad to kiss. That's good. Yeah, no. I'm I think that might be implied in the trailer as well. That they, there's, that they some kissing, there's some smooching yeah, going I'm on. I'm glad they got to make a kiss. It is, it is a queer romance, and it does go yeah. there, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of like m- moments that kind of surprise me, but it's just not really that kind of movie. Um, uh, one of the things I, I was very... Uh, that really sh- struck me was uh, the difference between the two portraits. Yeah. Um. And, you know, how one, you could tell, is, like, informed just by, like, knowing someone and, and the truth. And then also the, the way they kind of talk about, like, uh, memory versus living something. And, yeah. and how almost, like, the the painted image is almost just, like, it's just a memory. Then the way that they analyze that using, is it Dante's Inferno is what they're, no, it's not Dante's Inferno. What's the? I don't actually know. It's I know I that it's a Greek, story. Greek story? Yeah. Well, it's the story of Orpheus. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's not which I don't know that much about yeah but I do I do remember a story about uh, it's it's Orpheus and uh, Eurydice yes um, um, who it's actually similar I think to the Christian biblical tale about looking back and turning into a pillar of salt we're so uncultured you apparently know. man we really are Orpheus and Eurydice um, but yeah, it's, that's one of the, the ways that it, uh, layers in multiple frameworks of artwork. Yeah. Um, cause you mentioned like the story aspect to it and then the art yeah. itself, the painting itself. Um, I, yeah, it, I think it really well illustrates, as I mentioned in the spoiler free zone, kind of the stakes at what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the sense of uh, of time and how time is very fleeting in this context. Yeah. Um, and how Heloise is, is, knows that she is going to be given up to uh, this husband who she has never met in Milan um, and how Marianne only has a short amount of time to paint her. Yeah. Um, and 
how as these two women kind of like realize and fall for each other like they also suddenly become so like acutely aware of how little time they have together especially in this like in the within the framework of a story that takes place in that time time frame that era where like there's just no chance that these two could actually like have any sort of like long lasting relationship with each other and the way that that's framed against the story of Orpheus looking back and losing his wife in the process is like that idea of romanticizing a memory um, just as much as like actually feeling for a person. Yeah. Yeah. And also like that's layered into like the idea of capturing someone's essence in a painting in Mm -hmm. this way. And like you said, like the difference between the original painting that she has to do in secret because – uh, Heloise does not want to be painted, as we mentioned, uh, and she has to do it kind of from memory. And it was—I thought it was a, a striking scene was um, Heloise's reaction to that first painting, mm-hmm. and like her disappointment in it. Really, not just because she's been tricked, right? By but she can like—I mean, she's the one who kind of gives the criticism. It's just like there's nothing. Like, to it, you know? It's yeah. Like, it's, like, almost, uh, she's like, that's supposed to be me? You yeah. Know? That's, like, I think that's, like, almost, like, what she says. Yeah, and I think uh, it's, that's, that's uh, a really poignant moment in the film where, like, because this is before they really, like, actually are open about how they feel with each other. Yeah. And uh, Heloise kind of, like, reacting in that way of, like, the disappointment that there was not more emotion in the painting, mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a really cool moment. Yeah, early on. Um, there's a lot to this one. Yeah, I, I wish I knew more about the uh, orchestral song that's played uh, oh, at the end yeah. of the movie, but is also played uh, uh, earlier for Heloise by right. Marion. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other. I mean, I think uh, another a uh, uh, story thread I was not expecting. Um, it's kind of the only other thread in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is with the uh, Sophie, Sophie, the housekeeper, yes. or the or you know, I guess that's like what she is, right? Kind of the yeah, I'd say so. See ya. See ya. Bye. Have a good night. Uh, she's played by Luana Bajrami, mm-hmm. um, who I thought was also like. Really, and somewhat understated performance, but also really, really well done. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, her thing of uh, when she's pregnant, right? Right. That's like, and she has you know one of these seventeen seventy abortions, I guess. Yeah. 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 But uh, the way that they, um, just the way like how that story fits here, is just very interesting. And I'm not sure, like, what I don't know if I have the best like articulation for how it fits. Well, in this story, but I, it does very much so. It doesn't I feel out of place. I see it as another dynamic of being trapped in this sense of womanhood as it exists culturally. Sure. Not just for that time, but now as well. Mm. I mean, Eloise is, is – she does not have a choice in her being married off to right. this unknown suitor. Uh, and Sophie kind of is, I think – the if the fact that they're trying to do an abortion like at that time with the little capability that they had yeah, and she's really it, trying yeah. to like rebel against that by terminating the pregnancy like that is another way that women are trapped and yeah. do not have that choice um 
Even though that she does, I mean, the movie never really says it explicitly. I mean, I think it works. It seems like it yeah. works. But um, again, this only this whole thing really only takes place over the course of like ten days, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to know for sure. But yeah, but yeah, I think that those themes are interwoven throughout the movie, um, mm-hmm. especially again in regards to the the queer aspect of the relationship where they yeah are not they don't have the choice to to pursue this relationship and yeah, I mean it's similar uh, to Call Me by Your Name where it's like. Call by your name isn't too uh, the the two queer characters in love. <clears throat> that's not like the point of the story that they like can't be together because of it's like frowned upon society. Like everyone in the in the narrative is like pretty cool with it. Right. This movie is like kind of like that until you get to like the the end point of it. Right. Um. And I think the way that it handles it is very you know you don't have like this big reveal where someone who's not supposed to find out about the thing finds out about the thing. You know, like that that doesn't seem to happen. Like everyone's kind of so dude, unfortunately enough to be on the same page where they call it I mean, quits. They know as that it there's is. just no chance. Yeah. I think. Right. Um, and that's that's part of I think what is so tragic about this movie. Um, and the thing that I think really hit me emotionally is is again that sense of time slipping away from them. Um, right. and them having this this like fleeting romance that has a hard time limit on it because they know when her mother returns when Eloise's mother returns that's it that's it's pretty much yeah um and seeing those two so quickly like fall entirely for each other and then know that that is like going away and especially the scene where they're like staying up at night and they know that her mother's coming back the next day and they're Mm -hmm. like trying not to fall asleep yeah i mean they, they have the scene where they're it's earlier uh by a little bit but they're they're doing whatever the plant-based drug that they're gonna do yeah is. i don't really know what the implication that of what that was well the idea that like it makes time slow down well yeah, yeah. i mean it's some sort of like you, you said, know, hallucinogenic well, i don't know what the precisely what yeah, plant it is it's but. mushroom butter um with the most like erotic about, with the most erotic uh, rubbing it on your scene yeah there's seen. definitely some yeah you can't. I don't know if you can pull off a full fingering scene in a movie, but, no, you, but can, they get close. you can show an armpit. I they guess. They get close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, them trying to like extend time in that way. Yeah. And you know, I think that's you know, one of the reasons I, I I didn't. I think it's you know again slow burn in a good way or like why I was still engaged to it despite it having this phrase around it is that um, you know I was just so fascinated to just be around these three women all the time like I was just very interested in their stories and their banter and the way they interacted with each other I I think that the chemistry between the main two especially is so like intoxicating as you go along like I went into this movie like kind of really stressed out and thinking about stuff other than this movie and I went in kind of thinking like fuck I'm like probably not really in the right mood to watch this movie right now yeah um just from external reasons but as the movie went on, like all that stuff kind of like melted away, and I was like yeah. so entranced. No, I've certainly been, uh, and probably everyone too. I've certainly been dealing with with existential dread in our current landscape of twenty twenty right now. Sure, but uh, movies are good for doing escapism. That. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. Even if that escapism is, it's sad. Also very sad. It's so emotionally charged that like you kind of have to forget about. Sure, or certainly, I'd rather <laughs> be watching what they're dealing with than sure. what's going on here at the moment. Sure, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and I really, it was, it was the scene where she sees the painting, the sec, the other painting of Heloise, and they just know it's kind of well, and well, no, when when she sees the the painting of. Heloise, after she'd been married clearly for oh, some years, yeah, and has she's with her daughter, right? But she's holding the book with the twenty-eight, with the twenty-eight, yeah, like that. That moment really got me. It's very satisfying. That's also like one of the few I feel like, like movie movie moments. Like, sure, you know, sure. It, and I really like like it's so on the nose. It turns out though that those movie satisfying. movie moments work well when they're earned after yeah. two hours. You yeah. know, then then you can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Um, it's why, like, different movie examples almost completely, but, like, you know, a movie like Hereditary is very, is <laughs> okay. very like, weird horror movie until uh-huh. you get to, like, the last, like, 15 minutes of it. And then it's all of a sudden it's just, like, now it's the motherfucking Conjuring, yeah, bitch, the, the and it gets weird. Yeah, sure. And, like, and I was into that, like, transition, you know. I was, like, oh, this is cool. Like, because it feels very earned. Now it's kind of, like, let's do this as weird as possible. This movie does this idea very subtly. and, and yeah. In a shorter capacity. I but I think everything everything that is in this movie is done so eloquently. Yeah. Like everything about their romance, everything yeah. about like even the more erotic scenes are like so just tastefully done. Oh yeah. That even something like that, like yeah. it's a very small moment that is not it's not the kind of thing where like she sees the twenty eight and it like flashes back or anything or like no. there's no like it's you know, it it lets that moment pass. There's another scene where organically. you know uh uh, Heloise's uh, new husband is like sealing away the portrait. Oh, that of wasn't her. her husband. That was just the. the that was dude. just like the postman. Oh well, the Miss, ferryman. The ferryman when he's just sealing up that picture or p- sealing up the portrait of her, just putting her in this like box into the box. Yeah, yeah. And again, like it's 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 on the note, but it's like hitting the nail on the head, which is like literally what he's doing. So it's it's working on those levels, and the movie's kind of like very aware of it in very smart ways. And it's when you you get to do symbolism like that and things that are kind of a little bit on the nose when you earn them and then they're, they're far more satisfying that way right you know well you mentioned before like the idea of how the painting is evolving as she as the relationship as she kinda, gets to know and yeah. i think that was interesting in the first kind of act of the movie as she spends more marianne spe- spends more time with eloise mm-hmm. um and she like is filling it's cutting from scenes where they're together yeah to scenes where she is paint like filling out this painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just it takes an enormous level of craft in the actual painting of the thing. You know, it takes someone very talented to make these portraits. Whoever is the person on set uh-huh. actually painting these things, and to make those two portraits be like one has to be kind of better than the other other one. And this is the reason for very why. specific thematic. Yeah, reasons. and it's like that's like a level of like high fine art that like. Uh, and it has to be perceptible by most audiences. Right. That's very insanely – I don't even know how you – they do it. I mean yeah. I know how they how you do it. You do it like how they did it. But that's that's very – It's impressive. Yes. <laughs> I, it, it escapes me how they were able to even do that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that uh, so little direct attention is actually um, put towards the actual portrait – in the name of the film, the portrait of the lady on fire. Oh, the one that's actually named after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a moment like very early on because the movie opens with Marianne, yeah. This is like, the cold in, open like, a, of the movie in a painting yeah. class that she's teaching, mm-hmm. and she, there is like one of her students tr- 
brought out the painting. That's called of, the portrait of a lady and on it's, fire. You know, you lean over to your date and you're like, "That's the portrait of the lady on fire." Yeah. yeah, you only see it for like one frame. Yeah, yeah. But you see like what inspires it in this great tundra of sound. That scene is also very magical. It's, yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Well, I mean, like the way like time is happening in this movie is a little like askewed in various moments. Like mm-hmm. she's haunted by kind of this image Vision. of Heloise uh, in her wedding dress um, that ends up coming kind of to fruition by the end of the movie. Um, before the denouement and uh, and yeah and then you know she has this moment where we see her getting the inspiration for the painting she she does in that you see in the beginning of the movie so uh, I like those kind of subtle twists on time in the film to kind of mm-hmm. kind of glaze the honey roast chicken with a little bit of surrealism in right. there right I mean the whole thing almost exists as a memory like because you yeah. start with Marianne in present time or or whatever, and it's almost like she's recollecting the whole thing. That's true. And there is that theme also of of memory and yeah. holding this holding a person. In I mean, your even memory. watching a movie and being copied onto film, and you know, sure, yeah. There's a, a lot of metatextual layers. Yeah, that absolutely. I think, I think that's why it's probably fair to call this movie a masterpiece is because there's so much depth and richness to it. Yeah. I don't think there's, I don't think we could even really scratch the surface of like what is really happening in the movie. It's hard to do that again, processing it in real time. We choose to do this. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun experiment of sorts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be chewing on this one for a while. I think. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, I wouldn't even mind watching it again, to be quite honest with you. I would love to watch it yeah. again. No, I really liked it. I think, I think a lot of those those layers and that complexity and depth only can really come out on repeat viewings, probably. Yeah. Um, seeing, really seeing some of the like richness there comes out when you've when yeah. you've got a grasp of the entire thing, and then you can see kind of the fine finer details that mm. the amount up to that so yeah i'm i am uh definitely looking forward to watching that again for sure very good boy this didn't last too long but i feel like i don't know i feel like i gotta sleep on this one yeah uh do you have anything uh positive you'd like to talk about in the microphone Things are stressful in the world right now. I'm pretty stressed about things. Um, um, but I also think that when you're in the spiral of the toilet, it's pretty hard to get out. And sure. I think I think a lot of times when you get to poke your head out of the, the poop spiral, things can be a little bit better than they are. Um, anything positive to talk about on the microphone? Uh, I wrapped up by watching that, um, that new show on Netflix, I'm Not Okay With This. Oh, what'd you think about that? Uh, I liked it. I heard it was a little derivative of what it's inspired by. It's very derivative to the point where it's a little bit distracting. It feels yeah. a little bit pandering at times. It's doing that like '80s aesthetic, even though it takes place in modern time. But like, there are yeah. old cars and record players and wood paneled basements, and but it takes they have like iPhones and shit like that. Like they have them, but it's not. They're going for like a timeless kind of thing, 
But at the same time, it's very obvious that, like... That's weird. This is hot right now. This kind of, like, aesthetic is hot right yeah. now, so we're pushing it pretty hard. I certainly do like that aesthetic. I do, too. stuff. Sure. But, yeah, it kind of has to, like... It, I feel like, um, you know, like, Legion did a really good job. Sure. But, but Legion, I think... I, Legion also takes place in Not Right Now. Right. Um, and that one feels also, a little, it's that also one's a little like, more out of time. Yeah. In um, psychedelic nature. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I will say is I think, you know, it's not, it, I think it's it, some of the people, same people that are involved with, um, I don't know if it's the producer or the director, but, uh, people involved with end of the effing world are involved with this. Yeah. I think it it's, might I think be, it might the be the producer director or producer. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. I don't think it's quite to the same level of quality as that, but I think it is interesting, and it's doing yeah, some interesting things. To me, End of the Fucking World's a 10 out of 10. For sure. And I'd, I'd say this is like 7.5 or 8 out of 10. Okay. Not that I'd we really that. spend too much time No, we kind of we kind of try to, to not do that. Specifically try not to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's worth watching. It's also really quick. It's like seven 20-minute episodes, so you burn through it real quick. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching Castlevania Season 3. Oh, man. Uh, I gotta it's start that. So fucking good. Oh man, it's so fucking good. And I, I just, I, I spent last week rewatching one and two again, and you know, there's just not much doing what that is. And like, you know, if all you motherfuckers out there who are just like, I really like Avatar: listen, The Last Airbender, listen, I like all these y'all things, motherfuckers. Robbie's got something to say. If you like those kind of animes, you like even your Samurai Jacks and stuff like that. This is more like those than anything else. But like, you know. Triple X R rated, but it also has so many tender moments, especially in the third season. There's so many like moments of sweetness, and it's really, it's just not like any show like it that I've ever seen. Um, not to not even to like put it on a, a too high of a pedestal. Like there are some uh, Western animes uh, that I think are legendary, like like you know Avatar: Last Airbender and even Legend of Korra. Like, that's some legendary, almost untouchable shit. But I do think Castlevania, you know, if it gets more seasons and it keeps going, I think could be touching touching the sun. Um, but yeah, the show's just so good. And I like all the characters so much. And the action is, mamma mia, so, so good. I can't, you know, I can't wait to finish this season. We're probably going to crush the rest of it tonight. Nice. Um, and I've also been like, maybe I just watch it all again. Again, I know. I I mean, how many times know. have you rewatched season one and two at this point? I've watched season one three times. Okay, season two I've watched twice. Twice now. Yeah, season two I thought was a little slow to get going and got really good. Now rewatching it, I was like, "This is great the whole time." Yeah, I'm in the whole time. I uh, I would like to rewatch one and two before starting three. It's I mean, one's like an hour. One, it's an hour. Long. Yeah. Uh, two I two I was I think I was just distracted when I watched it the first time because I was not as into it, but I would like to revisit it again. It's before good. going to three. That's so why I haven't started three yet. I want to go back. Yeah. But uh, but I'm looking forward to that one. Looks yeah. good. It's going to be yeah. good stuff. Anything else you want to say about uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire? No, I just, uh, I really liked it. I want to see it again. Yeah. Um, I, you know, would love to talk more about it, even on the microphone at a later time when maybe some yeah i think so i think i think with this one i really need yeah a little bit more time to fully process it um to fully bake my thoughts on this one but it's hard to understate how how beautiful and tender yeah melancholy uh but also sweet that it can be Mm -hmm. um 
Definitely my favorite of the year so far. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was very yeah. good. But yeah, <laughs> it has dethroned Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, finally, is, is finally. One. I think that's all we've seen this year, right? Sonic this. Uh, as far as 2020 movies goes, I watched In Fabric, which came out in 2019, in 2020. Yeah. Oh, we watched, that movie is fucking cool. It's Color Out of Space. That's 2020. It's 2020 movie. Yep. I would say that's a close second to yeah. A Portrait of Leader on Fire. Yeah. Also, I guess we dethroned Sonic a while ago then. Yeah. I don't know how long Color Out of Space is going to hang in a top list for me, but it's cool. Yeah. I, I, re- I just wish... Um, I would like to see it on the big screen. Hmm. I don't well, know my, how much. My I would screen's also, not big enough for you. Your screen's pretty fucking big. It's pretty but big. I would like to see. I feel like also seeing it with a crowd would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Like you I, see I, that with a crowd in Halloween, like chasing that dragon of the first Mandy experience that we yeah, saw. Yeah, I mean that movie is also doing that. So yeah, <laughs> it's inviting. It's inviting such uh, such chases. It's good. Yeah. So go see Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Please. You owe it to yourself. It's good. You'll like it. It's a good it. one. You're gonna want you're gonna want that one under your belt. You're yep. gonna wanna you're gonna wanna add that one to your repertoire. You're gonna I like think. the way it looks. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you enjoy uh fine cinema. Yeah. As as Marty likes to call if it. If you if you love a glass of red wine, this movie is just what that is. That's in your eyeballs. That's that's a fair assessment, I would say. Yeah. For sure. Well, this is not the only podcast that you can find under the story screen presents belt. Uh, there's just a cathode ray cast that just came out. Yes, covering the uh, new high fidelity adaptation. Yep. Um, and That's a Bernadette's Hulu joint. I don't know, but Bernadette and Burge uh, did that episode, so please check that out check if you out. are interested or have watched High Fidelity, the TV show. I think they spend a lot of time also talking about the movie, so if okay. you're interested from that angle as well, you just jump into that too. Nice. Yeah. Multimedia. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining me, Robert. Of course. Uh, you can find more stuff at storyscreenbeacon.com, story underscore screen underscore beacon on Instagram, and mm. story underscore screen on Twitter. Yes. Which has been, the social's been blowing up. We've been doing more things. Watch I, out. I've been uh, avoiding Twitter <laughs> lately. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably why I'm such in a spiral of depression. Yeah, most likely you were because on I'm it. looking at the world all the time. Uh, yeah. And injecting that directly into my brain. I think so. also you're seeing. I think when you go on Twitter, you see a lot of uh, the hottest of takes. Sure, of course. Which you know, yeah. Sometimes that's, some that's takes how I need live to. My life. I live my life a hot, yeah, hot take, take at a time. Hot take at a time. Sometimes it's good to see some cool takes. Uh, sometimes it's good to check a government-funded website every day to get the actual information. A government-funded website is it government-funded? What are you talking about? The one that starts with the C and ends with the C. Oh, a big old D in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, and that's that about that. Yeah. You can trust the government, Robbie, I'm sure. Don't worry about it. That's not not what I'm saying. Um, Yeah. So thank you again for listening. I didn't cry. I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to get choked up. I thought you said you did cry during the podcast? I thought I was going to choke up on microphone. Oh. I worked through it. You got it out of your system. I got it out of my system. Did Eleanor like the movie? She did. She loved it. Yes. Good. I know it's over two hours long, so. Yeah, actually, it's, it's two, one hour and 59 minutes. No, it's two hour and two minutes. Oh, uh, the, the number I saw online was 159. I wish I told Kirsten that because maybe she would have came. Damn. 
rats. At three minutes, really, the make or break. It's when they forget what happened. They're like, blah, 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 I can't watch this shit. Yeah, I get it. Well, you'll watch it again, so you can watch it with I her. will watch it again. Yeah. I think she would like it. I'm sure she would. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again for listening. Once again, I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Robert Anderson. Have a good night. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Are you, are you you worried or are you just kind of like, we'll see. I'm not worried. Um, personally. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I'm worried existentially about that or just Bigger everything. Picture stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's tumultuous, tumultuous time. Anyway, let's record a podcast. All right. This can be a this can be a weird one. <laughs>